Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert and noted author. You can find his books at Next Chapter Books, as well as also TotallyIowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, which is quite good, and the Iowa Politics Report, which is also, eh. They come to us from KXEL, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where Jeff is kind enough to join us today. Hey, Jeff. You know, I love John Fugel saying. You do? Oh, well, well, you see, it's, you, you have to then write this. I do, too. I mean, it, it is more of an admission. I'm trying to help. Let's just give him a pass. Well, we, we, we'll get we'll get you set up with a sexy liberal pass, okay, Jeff? So you can enjoy that. Uh, by the way, I love John Fugel saying is what you need to put on the the social media post tomorrow morning at nine a.m. on the Twitter page, the Facebook page, and the Instagram page for AM nine fifty. And reminder: a little bit later on this show, we'll give away a free pay per view pass as well for the sexy liberal show. Jeff, mm-hmm. that 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 being said, hey. There's been some fun stuff going on over there at the U.S. House. I have never seen anything like this. Has there ever been in the history of this country, not not including like if, God forbid, a a speaker died or something like that, has there ever been anything even close to this in the history of this country? No. No. Very simply, no. I mean, the fact that a speaker was removed by uh, a movement led by his own party and getting all of the other side to go along. I mean, that's how the whole thing started, remember? Uh, the thing that's interesting is it did not take much to throw McCarthy out, right? All it took was just all the Democrats banding together, and they only needed a few Republicans. They got more than they needed. But after that, could they get to 217 with anything? No. A little bit of history, you know, when when McCarthy went through his 917 ballots or however many it was back in January, it seemed like forever. (laughs) The lowest number he got at any point was 200. Yeah. He got 203 on the first ballot. So what did Jordan come up with yesterday? Like 201. He was 201, 199 today. And the thing that was interesting was, and normally I wouldn't watch every little bit of this, but I was doing a, a national show, so I had to watch it in real time. And they were saying at the time, the the folks who are covering this and counting votes, yes, he may flip a few after the first ballot to come on over, but he was going to lose at least that many. They said yesterday at best it would be a wash, and instead he lost ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where do they go from here? Jordan says he's going to keep trying. Now, at what point do you turn that around? But what's the alternative? This is the problem. And I, I don't mean to make light of it, but I said it last uh, time or as soon as they uh, they threw out the speaker. Okay, the dog chased the car and then finally caught it and didn't know how to drive. Well, that's what happened here. There was that small group that wanted to get rid of McCarthy immediately. No game plan. Has there ever been a more, and, and this is obviously a question very easily you might not know the answer to, has there ever been a more conservative candidate for Speaker of the House than Jim Jordan? I don't think there has. Uh, yeah, well, it all depends on how you define things, but in our current vernacular, uh, probably not. Because remember, over the decade or so that we have known him as a public figure, 
he was the backbencher. He was the thorn in the side. He was the anti-leadership guy. And over the past few years, he tried to modify that demeanor so he could be part of leadership. In other words, I'm going to work my way to the, the leadership rung so that then I can affect change from within. Well, that has led to a lot of hard feelings along the way. And the way this speaker thing has played out has not helped. The, you know, what's in, in the, the oddest twist of all, the person who comes out of this looking the best is Kevin McCarthy he, of all people. Well, and he does. And if, if, if you're right, I want to get back to him in a little bit. Sure. But one of the things I, which I find to be fascinating about this is that what we are seeing, I, I don't know if you did see the New York Times, uh, the um, the image that they put out where it showed how the Republican Party's speakers and nominees have moved further and further to the right since Newt Gingrich and how they are, you know, really that, that Jim Jordan is way out on the outside. When this country, when political parties really started, which was kind of from the Jeffersonians, it was, you know, the Whigs and the Democrats, but they've pretty much agreed on st- like 90% of things. It wasn't until the Whigs basically said they had to be pro-slavery like the Democrats that the people, you know, rejected them and became the Republican Party. But even still, after the Civil War, there wasn't, it wasn't until the 1950s and 60s where this this grand divide started to becoming wider and wider. And so for, for a guy like Jim Jordan... The fact that he even gets 199 votes, I think, is a bad sign about how extreme the party has gotten on the Republican side. And yet, you know, they 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 don't have the candor to come back and say what they should. Let's give Kevin McCarthy the job back. Let's just, you know, Matt Gates, if you get in the way of this, we will we'll make sure we we get you out of office tomorrow and we'll do whatever we need to do. But, you know, that there just doesn't seem to be that rational voice to say, you know, even if I have to get a few Democrats on board, let's get McCarthy back in there. Well, with regard to the fact that he gets 200 votes shows how far off the rails the Republicans are. Yes and no, because remember, there were a lot of folks who voted to keep McCarthy who said the only reason that they did was because of timing. They didn't like him. They held their noses to get him as speaker to begin with. They didn't like how he was handling the budget. But because we were in the midst of a continuing resolution, kick the can down the road situation, they were willing to see if he could deliver the goods by Thanksgiving. And I say Thanksgiving, in essence, the time the next CR would expire a week Mm -hmm. before. So there were a lot of folks that I heard come to microphone saying, I don't like him. I don't trust him, but I'm going to vote to keep him in because of what's going on. All right, so then he's gone, and he comes out and says, and he played with this, as you recall. Well, you know, I'm not running for speaker again. Well, if the conference wants me, no, no, I'm not running for speaker. Now, he's all over the board on it, which I can understand. There's a lot of emotions there. I think a lot of the people who, um, because let's face it, Scalise and Jordan are not the same person. No. And so, you know, the big pro-Scalise folks don't like Jordan and vice versa, You're only getting the 200 for Jordan, in my view, because of the fact that they lost McCarthy. They couldn't even get Scalise close enough to a vote. There's a sense of we're running out of time for the budget. Hamas has attacked Israel, et cetera, et cetera. We gots to get going. 
All right. And so they're exhausting on their side, the Republican side, who could get to 217. Well, if it's not Scalise and it's not Jordan, and the only way McHenry gets into this with as a temporary speaker with additional powers, the only way that works is if you get Democrats to cross over. And what do you have to give up to make that work, even if it's a 30 or 60 day appointment? Uh, and I got to tell you, McHenry sure likes sitting on the speaker's balcony. Uh, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But I well, mean, it, it, it makes him taller. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. The bow tie started spinning. No, it, it's, <laughs> look, it, it, it's, it's a matter of if they can't deliver Jordan. Well, okay. The original point is a lot of these folks don't want Jordan, but they don't want the chaos. They want to look like they are governing. And so they're they're willing to go along because in their mind, eh, we'll throw him out next time. But if they can't deliver Jordan, you know, by Monday or Tuesday of next week, McCarthy's going to be looking pretty good, which is kind of a frightening thing in and of itself. But let's talk about McHenry, if, if I can, because, sure. you know, he was so upset about McCarthy getting voted out and he banged the gavel so hard he almost broke it off and blah, blah, blah. Okay, why are you then posing for pictures 24 hours later, sitting on the speaker's balcony with your phone in your hand, your you know feet up, reclined, got a beautiful view? You know, it's kind of like, well, I didn't want the upgrade to first class, but now that I'm here, I can't imagine going back to cabin. Can I actually? And that's can I, what I think is going on? Can I add something to that? The fact that his Ooh. first thing as the acting speaker yeah. was to throw Nancy Pelosi out of her office. That told me he's playing politics. He wants that seat. And he's he's trying to appeal. He's he's a relative unknown trying to make a name for himself. I think at the end of this this whole thing, it's either going to be McHenry or McCarthy is the speaker. But what do you take about, you know, last night, apparently after the first vote, Jordan pulled Scalise aside and said, hey, I need your help with these moderates. They need to get back on board. And Scalise said, nah, I'm not going to help you with that. You know, it's okay. well, you know, because because if you believe the backstory, uh, it was that Jordan did not offer enough help to Scalise to get him over the top. In other words, they, you know, remember the history on this. McCarthy's thrown out. All right. So then the Republicans have a vote to see. Is it Scalise or Jordan? Who's got the most votes? Who's then taken to the floor? And Scalise won. And Jordan supposedly did not provide him the back behind the scenes support. He came out publicly and said, oh, yes, let's, let's vote for Scalise. But it wasn't the kind of twist some arm support necessary. And so now Scalise is saying, <laughs> see how it feels. But, you know, the McHenry thing with regard to Pelosi's office. The story, and I think we talked about it. If we didn't, I'm sorry. But I, I, I thought the story that came out later was that McCarthy, and let's be clear, McHenry is a devotee of McCarthy. His power derived from McCarthy. His loyalty is still with McCarthy. All right. Other than his own aspirations. Supposedly, McCarthy thought he had a deal with Pelosi. Maybe it's a wink and a nod thing about, hey, if I need help on this, you're going to back me up, right? Because we're both from California and et cetera, et cetera. He thought he had her support. When that did not materialize and no Democrats came over to save him, that's when the retribution started. Now, well, but in, Nancy uh, was out of Pelosi's what? defense, 
she was with her poor deceased colleague at the time and yeah. wasn't in Washington. She was at a funeral. And the fact that, that they basically. Oh, she wasn't just at a funeral. She was the official escort with the body of the late Senator Feinstein. It's not like she just attended. I mean, this was a huge thing. But you see, is and that's the, why she wasn't there. And the fact that they did that while she was doing that. Yes. That it was it was political. I mean, there was a of political course. element to it. Um, it was horrible. It was just horrible because, again, even if you thought you had a deal, even if she reneged on the deal, consider the circumstances of why the woman isn't there. Consider the optics of it. And I've been to the Capitol, not much, but it's roomy. There's play, there are places they did not need the space. <laughs> um. A lot of people are pointing towards Jordan's campaigning with the help of the swollen wound that is Sean Hannity. The fact that they went oh, out there. The what, did, what did you say? The swollen wound. I was going to call him Baby Huey, but, you know, that would be that would be an insult to Baby Huey. Uh, the, 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 the bee sting victim. <laughs> it, wasn't that one of the bands that you used to play bass for, the swollen wound? Oh, yes. We used to do some really, really fine uh, takeoffs on Dexter's Midnight Runners. Anyway, uh, that, that, never mind. Dexter's? Dexter's Midnight Runners, turn in your 80s music card. It's Dexy's mi- Oh, Well, for Dexy's, okay, thank you. Thank you. Somebody help me. Brad, help me with no, this. No, this. This is... <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, your show, go sh- ahead. Yeah, well, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For a while here on the uh, on the video, it was somebody else's show in the corner, so I thought I'd yeah. trade it up, but no, no, it's back to you. I will say this. Yeah, uh, the, a lot of these moderates are saying the fact that it was such a threat. To, it, what, there wasn't a hey, we're gonna we're gonna do. I mean, it, this is why Jim Jordan is so dangerous. Jim Jordan wasn't out there saying, okay, what bills do you guys want passed? I'll make sure they come up for a vote. It was you'd better support him or else. And they unleashed Sean Hannity and his crew onto the. Um, Onto these moderate, you know, Republicans, and some of them even have their wives getting nasty text messages uh, and stuff like this. There's a lot of people that have pointed to the fact that because of that tactic, that the fact that they he never really reached out and said, "What would it take for me to get your vote?" It was more of, "You'd better vote for me or else." That 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 is what has is you know basically killed his speaker chances. I agree with that. Your thoughts on on, on him unleashing the Hannity on on the moderates? Unleashing the Hannity. That's now going to become a hashtag. Um, The the story apparently was that after the, uh, or it was sometime around the time that Scalise and Jordan were jockeying for position in the caucus, Jordan's answer was, America wants me to be speaker. Okay. First of all, I have no idea if that's true. Second of all, I could sure hear him say it because third of all, because of some of the punditry out there pumping him up, he's got the sense that he's you know, the, the great hope of America and America wants me to be speaker. I don't care. It's not a vote of America. It's a vote of members of Congress. So forget what America wants. How about you do, you know, what, what you're, you're supposed to do that you're not camp for the same reason. I mean, think about this. This is how crazy this all got. Fox offered to moderate a forum on television between Scalise and Jordan, and they each initially accepted. Now, what business is it 
to for Fox to say, well, let's let's put these two on here. Because again, weren't they supposed to sort of make their cases to their colleagues? Now, yeah. I'm not suggesting that that things are should be done in secret. I'm simply saying, what's the network doing staging a cage match like that? Well, and and it's this idea. Okay, Michelle Bachman, when she was representing here, there was people mm-hmm. asking if she was ever going to run for Senate. She was smart enough to realize she had no chance. She had a custom-made district that was able to basically keep getting her elected. But the reality is, if she would have run for statewide office, she would have been annihilated. That's what you got with Jim Jordan. He wouldn't win statewide in Ohio, I don't think. I don't think, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene would win statewide in Georgia. Boebert wouldn't win statewide in, in Colorado. I think what you've got with these people is this This is what Jim Jordan's coming up against. He's, he's coming up against this wall where, as you talked about before, he thinks, I'm as meant to be, you know, the Speaker of the House. America wants me. No, they don't. <laughs> There's quite a few people. Clearly, they don't because you're not speaker at this point. And but the reality is that these people buy their own press, and this is one of those rare cases where you see someone who really shouldn't be trying to take on such a large role trying to do so and getting a a two by four to the face when they realize, oh no, I still am, even though I'm probably more popular with extreme far right policies than that we have had in this country in a long time. The reality is, is I'm still a long way from being something that the masses are going to be demanding. Well, again, define masses. And this is the problem with the echo chamber of media these days. People only consume what they want. They, they don't want their beliefs challenged. They only listen to that, which makes them feel good. So Jordan is not listening to anything outside the echo chamber and his own group of sycophants who tell him how great he is. I don't recall Scalise having a spokesperson speaking to the media all the time during the speaker situation. Jordan has a spokesperson who's talking to the media about the strategy. Okay, maybe maybe we're just a little too full of ourselves. I recall the folk, the Gates element when McCarthy couldn't uh, get uh, elected. He was hanging out in the speaker's office because it was presumptive. And Gates sent a letter to the... Uh, I don't know, it's the clerk of the house or the sergeant at arms or the uh, the chief gendarme, I don't know, whatever it is, saying, hey, there's a squatter in that office. You need, to, you need to padlock the door. Well, Jordan is toggling between his committee chair office and the speaker's office to try to arm twist. Okay, I guess I don't... To me, the speaker's vacant. The speaker's office is vacant. There is no speaker. Just shut the door and turn off the lights. The, the, the level of hubris among some of these people. And I guess if you're going to hold a position like this, you got to be pretty confident about yourself. But holy cow, read the room. <laughs> well, we're going to try it. We're going to take a break. We're going to try to read the room and try to figure out our best bet is, A, when does the Republicans get a speaker and who will that be when we do return? Jeff Stein joining us, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us with his usual Wednesday visit. And one reminder, we you do uh, have another chance to hear this on Sundays. We re-air the Jeff Stein interview on AM 950. Uh, Jeff. Oh, why? 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 I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody needs this. By the way, I'm you know contributing here via, what do we call this, StreamYard? Yeah. And so usually I can see you. Well, for whatever reason today, it's freezing. So like it... 
I just see you like every 15 seconds. So it's kind of like max headroom and, and it freezes at some really unique facial expressions. I'm trying to decide if I like streaming Matt or glitchy Matt. Glitchy Matt is, oh, come on, man. I mean, it's just, it, it, that's just pure gold. There's your Christmas cards right there. Screen grab at your leisure. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll do what I can. Yes. Um. So, okay. McCarthy lost, what was it? Eight votes. That's what he lost by, right? Uh, when he got booted uh, out. McCarthy lost uh, by eight votes. Yeah, yeah. on the Republican yeah. side. I mean, and, and yeah. you know, stop looking at the Democrats. This is on the Republicans. He lost by mm-hmm. eight votes. No one else has gotten close. At some point here, I think that the, the rest of the Republicans are going to go to Nancy Mace and the rest of these guys and saying, we're a laughing stock. Stop it. Just get over yourselves or else we will get rid of you. And I think McCarthy will be in there because I just don't think McHenry has the traction to get more than a few weeks. You know what I mean? Well, and the thing is, in order to get McHenry, they don't they don't have 217 Republicans right now to do anything. Nope. Even give McHenry a, a 30-day pass or whatever it would be. You need crossovers. And right now, it's not in the Democrats' interest to cross over. Meanwhile, what's going on in the Senate? There's talk about aid to Israel bundled with aid to Ukraine. And if the Senate acts and then the House can't, well, who's going to, in essence, get their way in terms of public opinion, in terms of framing an issue? I mean, I th- I'm going to tell you right here, and you'll, you can correct me when I'm wrong when I join you on Wednesday, but if this is not settled by Tuesday, then there's going to be the push McCarthy movement. Yeah. Because these folks are going to come home. And they're going to hear an earful. Um, Congresswoman from Southeast Iowa flipped today away from Jordan and uh, voted for the Appropriations Committee chair. Yeah. A woman from Texas. I don't remember her name. It's not important. That Iowa representative has a huge fundraiser back home Friday night, presidential candidates, everybody else, lots of her donors. Do you think she's going to hear an earful about this? as will the other members of the delegation who show up. See, if everybody goes home for the weekend and there's no speaker, Tuesday it's going to be, we're knocking heads, and if it has to be McCarthy, it has to be McCarthy. And can you imagine the vindictiveness with which he will rule if well, he it, does get it back? And really quickly on that, I mean, is the fear that that, the, that far right's going to have is that if you put McCarthy back in, you're not going to get him out again? Well, exactly. Because again, you know, they thought they drove a stake through his heart, and apparently not, because yeah. he's still on TV constantly. Why is that? The resurgence, that's why. They got his spleen. They're off a little bit, you know. <laughs> you got to be... Well, it's dark. They hadn't <laughs> done it before. You, know. you got to have better aim than that. Go Try some lawn darts. All right, Jeff Stein, once again, the Iowa Politics Report. We'll post that a little bit later on. And, of course, you can listen to this once again on Sunday. Thanks, Jeff. Hour two coming up next. I'm Candy Brothel. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan. And I'm Kelly Wagner. Energize yourself with AM 950.